You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to make our picks for uh, Week 10 in the NFL. We didn't have our, our picks episode last week, Dylan, because uh, you were out gallivanting around um, all over the place, but uh, we're, we're back here, and we did actually make our picks. Uh, we just did them in written form, Clutch Points versus the audio portion. Dylan had a big week on the picks, but... Um, Good thing we didn't do those in audio form. That way we can't tell you that I missed several last week. But hoping, Dylan, for us to get back on track this week. Hoping so. I, I know I, at least the week before we didn't do any locks for week nine, but week eight, my Niners over the Rams, it all worked out just we, as we talked about as I planned. I was finally going to get one thing good happen for me, and at least I got one of the locks right. But, yeah, well, you still had a solid week, I think, on the picks. I just The, the games we differed on, I, I, I had a little bit of an – uh, come back on you. I th- you were dominating early in the season. I think we're almost even. I think you're still ahead by a bit. I'll have to, mm. after this episode, rec- uh, add those up. But yeah, it should be another interesting week. Another. I mean, there. I think there were some really fun games last week. I'm trying to uh, tell myself that we're going to have some really exciting games this week. I think Vikings-Bills, uh, we're going to start off with that one. If Josh Allen plays, has a chance to be uh, one of the best ones of the week. But kind of you know, even when you want to be excited about, uh, be like, all right, there's like five, six really good teams right now. Everyone else is kind of in the middle. Uh, and then we got the injury concerns with Josh Allen, which has not been not been fun for uh, Bills fans, obviously, but for anyone that just enjoys good football, because uh, the Bills are commonly, or you know, one of the most consistent teams. Where even if they don't win, they're at least playing competitive, fun football. So on the picks front, what you're saying is I'm the Raiders of our picks this year, where I get a big lead and then. Um, anyways, sorry, that was too easy. We'll get to the Raiders here in a bit. Um, but start with our games of the week. Uh, it does not involve the Las Vegas Raiders. Instead, you just said that the Vikings are at the Bills. The Bills are four-point favorites. Uh, throw that spread out if Josh Allen doesn't play because I think there will be uh, that one will be taken off the board and probably change dramatically if he is not available. Of course, Dylan, that's the story of this game. Um, I keep telling you, the Vikings are seven and one. I just it's still every time I look at it, I'm just like, oh yeah, like I keep. It's not like you're forgetting the Vikings for seven and one, but it's just sort of like a very quiet seven and one somehow. Uh, not quiet for uh, fans of the team, of course, but here they are. And I mean, again, let's say Allen doesn't play, or I think you have to assume at this point he's not going to be 100 percent, even if he does play. Um, I mean, this sets up to be a pretty good spot, I think, for the Vikings and and what is a difficult matchup, just given what the Bills can do on defense. And I'm still going to pick the Bills to win the game, but. If Allen doesn't play, I mean, you know, it's all bets are off in terms of how this game plays out. Yeah, that's why the spread's obviously so conservative right now. You just don't know at this point. It does sound like if he does miss time, it's only going to be a week, which is encouraging. I mean, he did, after the injury happened, throw that 70-yard bomb that hit Gabe Davis in the chest and fell to the ground against the Jets. Yeah, the, I mean, Vikings fans shouldn't be complaining or, are not, or they're not going to be making any apologies because – 
They've had so many things go against them over the last few years, really the whole Kirk Cousins era. Now everything's breaking their way finally uh, to be a 7-1 and team, despite a DVOA ranking, I think, at like 18th in the league. They're behind teams like Atlanta and Denver in total DVOA, Jacksonville. Uh, yet they're seven and one. Uh, Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders tweeted out that only two teams in NFL, or at least in the DVOA era, since I think they've they've retroactively gone back to like the late '80s, early '90s. Only two teams have started seven and one with a DVOA under five percent. It was the 2000 Vikings, uh, who I believe made the NFC title game before getting absolutely blasted by the Giants, and then now this current Vikings iteration. I, I think they're still a solid team. They're obviously cruising to a division title here. Uh, but even if even if Josh Allen doesn't play, I think at home with Buffalo's defense, there's a chance that they cause a, a number of problems for the Vikings offense. They have not been consistent. They've barely beat some uh, pretty bad teams or mediocre teams over the course of the year. Um, and I think Buffalo still has enough ingenuity with their offense to, to get some things going. Maybe they uh, overall find uh, some different uh, techniques and different things that could help them when Allen is fully healthy or at least uh, more healthy than he is at this moment. So. Yeah, uh, it should have been the easy game of the week if with Allen playing with an easy Bills pick. Um, maybe not uh, with whatever the spread would have been if that was the case, but still I think qualifies. We have two of the top records in the NFL and uh, Minnesota Vikings team that, they sh- again, they sh- their fans should not be making uh, any apologies to anyone uh, with some of the things and some of the bad luck they've had over the years. Uh, and once again, now with this uh, possible <laughs> matchup against Josh Allen, who – and his kind of first breakout game, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, was against the Vikings too. So maybe, uh, when he, they were favored by like almost 20 points, and Josh Allen ran all over them, his rookie season. Maybe this is a little bit of a revenge time for Minnesota. All right, our second game of the week, um, probably an unusual one from a point spread standpoint. And I, I looked at this, I was like, wow, this seems high. Uh, the Chargers are at the 49ers, uh, so an in-state battle there. In California, uh, with the 49ers as seven-point favorites in this game. Um, you know, we're not to our betting locks here yet, but I, I just tend to think that the Chargers as a betting lock to cover that seven is one that I, I would feel pretty confident about. Um, but it is an interesting matchup. You've had two teams that have obviously been banged up a little bit at times this season uh, and, you know, maybe has kind of held them back from being perhaps what we thought they would be to this point. Um, but still, a high upside for both. I don't think there's any doubt about that when they're they're both healthy. Um, but this is kind of an interesting one to me because I, I really thought about this. And no, not just because, you know, I'm still the, the wild man who picked the Chargers to make the Super Bowl and uh, have backtracked on that one. But quite honestly, I'm not backtracked on that one as much as I backtracked on the team I picked to win the Super Bowl. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, but uh, I, I think, I don't know, I think the Chargers have a shot here. I just... That that number feels pretty high to me, but I'm still going to pick the Niners just because I think that when you consider all the weapons that they have on offense now, um, coming off a week off, getting Christian McCaffrey obviously a lot more acclimated to what they want to do, I just think it, it probably sets up pretty well for the Niners, even though I, I don't see this being a you know a touchdown-type game to me. Yeah, Herbert's going to have to play really well against a pass rush that's going to be coming for him the whole game. I do have concerns still about the Chargers' offensive line with all the injuries they've had. I think it's that's one big difference between these two teams going into this game is just the Niners are getting healthier. The, the Chargers are still so banged up. Um, I do think matchup-wise it, it favors San Francisco in terms of when they have the ball. The Chargers have not solved their run defense from last year. Maybe they're slightly better DVOA-wise, but they're still towards the bottom of the league. And we know what Kyle Shanahan does, what he's been able to do in the early going here with um, as they get McCaffrey acclimated. They, 
had a went off against the Rams. And I think with a week off, more time to learn the offense, more time to, to get comfortable. I think it's only going to help him in this matchup. I just, I do worry that there's, this could be one of those games where Jimmy G throws the ball like 15 times and they just run all over yeah. the chargers. So if it's going to be as close as uh, I think it could be close, but it's going to have to be Herbert, you know, buying time, making, making those rushers miss, uh, finding guys downfield and making it kind of work as he did last week um, in Atlanta. And they still easily could have lost that game, obviously. So Chargers are kind of an inconsistent team. And obviously the Niners have been, but I think the Niners are a team at this point where this is maybe where we start to see them figuring things out, building, uh, uh, stacking these games and stacking some wins rather than, you know, losing to some of the teams they should have easily beat early in the season that they can't do anything about that now with their four and four record, but um, it should be a fun game. And I think still two playoff teams here, which uh, you look at the rest of the slate, we have a lot of uh, good teams on buys. Once again, we have a lot of matchups between teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs. So this one, uh, maybe when you stack it against all our games of the week over the season and over the years, maybe one that uh, seems more like a really good game that's not a game of the week. But I think uh, in week 10, it qualifies. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it does for this week, for sure. Um, all right, on to our betting locks. And it's hard to believe there's no New York teams represented in our betting locks or upsets, which has kind of been a theme this season with the Giants and the Jets. But, of course, the Jets on a bye, the Giants uh, in a lackluster matchup, perhaps. Uh, even though we didn't decide to go that route uh, for them as a lock. But for me, I decided to head down to Miami for this one. Uh, the Browns were at the Dolphins. The Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favorites um, at home. And, you know, I, I think it's easy to forget when teams go on a bye. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot the Browns just completely decimated the Bengals uh, before they went on their bye. But still, I think going on the road here, um, Deshaun Watson return is looming next week. Uh, I, I think, you know... I think there can be some distractions surrounding that, but this is a team that looked pretty good on the defensive side of the ball against the Bengals, but I think the difference is they go on the road playing a Dolphins team that has just been very good offensively, um, as we know, and when you kind of see what they're doing now, adding Jeff Wilson to the mix, uh, you've got you know two running backs that can do a lot for them in addition to the, the obvious um, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell um, production. I just think if you're picking the Dolphins to win this game, which I am, my guess is they can win this by at least four. So I'll go with the Dolphins here at home against the Browns. Yeah, also at home, like you mentioned, I think, and we get they get that uh, to a day game once again where they get their home field advantage with their uh, how the stadium's been built to put the other team right in the sunshine um, throughout the game while they're in the shade with the way the uh, top of the stadiums constructed. So I got that back on their side, but also just the offense. It's been so good. Um, uh, they, they're finding guys wide open all over the field. The pass defense for the, uh, overall for this season for the Browns has been pretty bad. Yes. They dominated the Bengals, like you mentioned, but they've had the Bengals number for years. The whole, I don't think they've lost since Joe Burrow got drafted, uh, to, to Cincinnati yet. Um, obviously a different case here. The Browns, I do still think they are better than their record. Um, but I I agree, though, with you on this. I would make this also kind of like a secondary lock. Um, I just I really don't think Cleveland's defense is going to be able to get the same kind of pressure on, on Miami. They run the ball too well. Um, I think Mike McDaniel is going to be ready for some of the things that he knows the Browns are going to try to do. They've just been a step ahead. Their speed is just it's hard to match. And I just we've seen it at times this Cleveland secondary get exposed. And I just worry, you know, Jamar Chase obviously wasn't playing in that game on, on Monday night. So it's just a different animal that they're going to be facing in this one. 
Um, I, I think Miami, I feel pretty comfortable about them. I, I just think even though their defense also hasn't been great, um, Miami's, but the one thing is they're pretty good against the run. They've their second worst defense in DVOA gets the past seventh best and run defense DVOA. Just not a great matchup for what Cleveland's offense is constructed to do at this point. So all those things factored in little home cooking. I think it's time for Miami to have a, a game where they separate a bit more than they did against the bears. And obviously the bears and we'll get to them soon are they've discovered something. So it's not, we, we can't just completely crap on the dolphins defense for what happened on Sunday. There were some things that a lot of defenses would have struggled with. Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to put it. Um, so yeah, I like the dolphins against the Browns here. Uh, and of course we'll have a perhaps a different conversation about the Browns uh, heading into next week. Um, all right, your betting lock. We go to Kansas City. The Jags on the road at Arrowhead there. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites in this game. Um, obviously, I'm picking the Chiefs here, and I think this is one to consider because I mean, the Jags have turned the ball over too. And I think go, playing this Chiefs team that I think we just know, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be able to put up points here. Um, you know, the, I think the Titans defense a little bit better than the Jags defense uh, in terms of what the Titans were able to do against the Chiefs in that, that game. Uh, on Sunday night, but uh, I, I think this is just a, it just feels like a tough, a tough task here for a Jags team that's just been pretty inconsistent. And I know they're coming off of a, you know, a needed win, but uh, <laughs> this is, this is a different scenario going to to Kansas City. Yeah, the Jags have one of the worst pass defenses in DVOA in the league. I looked at that, and I know what Kansas City's done when they have the <laughs> yes. ball, and it's like, man, that's going to be tough. I had been trying to shy away because these games, these are the kind of games that got me in trouble. These spreads around eight or nine points, but they were with teams like Green Bay and Tampa Bay, not Kansas City usually. So um, I'm hoping at this point I've, I've put my eggs in a better basket with what the Chiefs have looked like the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I still think the Jags, they're probably not going to make the, you know, yeah, I think their playoff hopes are pretty – Staying low at three and six in an AFC that's absolutely stacked. Uh, if things had broken their way a bit better early in the year, they'd probably be right there in the middle of the mix. I think they're more like a, a four and five team, or maybe even five and four. Honestly, with the, the talent that they have, I just think the Chiefs are that good. I know that the uh, they struggled at times against t- Tennessee's defense, but Tennessee's defense uh, has been uh, you know a wrecking machine for a lot of this season. There's a reason that the Titans are. Uh, and, and we keep complimenting Mike Vrabel as a coach uh, for the things that they've been able to do. They have one of the, you know, they're a top 10 defense at this point. Um, and the Jags do not have that. So it's, it's going to be a little easier. Also, the home cooking for Kansas City, I think that should help um, in this one. So I'll go with the Chiefs. But like I said, I, I'm kind of going kind of going the two here. I'm going Dolphins also a lock. Kansas City a lock. I'd love to see these teams play in the playoffs, Dolphins and, yeah. and Chiefs. I'm hoping we get something along those lines eventually. But, yeah, it should be, should be a fun one. All right, to our upsets of the week. Um, like I said, no no Giants or Jets representing uh, this uh, either. Uh, mine is a very uninspired pick here because I I don't love either <laughs> of these teams. Uh, I'm just going to tell you straight up here. But there were I, I think what I told you, Dylan, is I, I don't have another upset on the board, period. Um, so this one by default has to be my upset of the week. But again, it's very uninspiring. And I think this entire schedule is kind of uninspiring when you look at uh, this slate in particular. Uh, it probably This one of those slates that probably looked a lot better about like uh, two months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now it's just like <laughs> eh, some of these games are not what you maybe thought they'd be. The Saints are two and a half point favorites on the road taking on the Steelers. And again, you talk about a game a decade ago that's uh, very high profile this season, not very high profile in terms of where these two teams are at. I'm just going to take a 
swing here at the Steelers and pick them to win at home against the Saints who I mean let's again let's call it what it is with the Saints they've got some talent but they're just not you know another one of those teams that's been a little bit all over the place at times and you don't really know what to expect so I think them going on the road here um I mean I I just I don't know I, I just don't love the setup even though they have been in some close games um you know but again that they I don't know like I said these are two teams that Dylan if you can figure these two out uh the rest of the way good luck I just don't have a great feel for it but again by default it's my upset of the week yeah uh, you know coming off the bye and I think being at home are two big things for Pittsburgh at least with the defense in particular um they've they've looked awful for a lot of the season but to your point New Orleans has not looked great either and I think at times with the Saints I man I like you said you you see the some of the potential but the offensive line is just bad and I I know Pittsburgh's banged up up front on defense but I still think that has a chance to kind of muck things up I think this is going to be a pretty low scoring game potentially um I think Pittsburgh gets pretty conservative not that they've done much on offense either so I picked the Steelers too mostly I just kind of think this is one of those games where you know maybe sometimes I make too much of home field advantage but I really do feel that if this game was in New Orleans I'd probably flip the pick um, but since it's in Pittsburgh, since it's on grass, since it's going to be cold, um, I'll go with the Steelers to find a way to to get a, a win here. But uh, it's two teams, like you said, on exactly. a schedule. Not that we ever, you know, going into the season, we probably would have put Pittsburgh last in this division. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't trying to take too much away from them. I didn't think they'd be at two and six, especially after the way the defense looked in week one and obviously losing T.J. Watt such a huge part of what's happened there on that side, but we knew the offense was going to be a work in progress. Um, and it, it, that's basically if, if we've gotten anything right from our preseason prog, uh, you know, prognosticating, I think it's that Pittsburgh's offense was going to struggle <laughs> sure enough. It has, yeah. but maybe they'll put up enough points. Boswell's a good kicker in, in these kind of conditions. Maybe that the special teams will play a role in them winning as well. New Orleans is, I think in the bottom yeah, 28th in uh, special teams DVOA, they have struggled there and not a good thing to have happen at Heinz field or whatever it's called now. Yeah, it's just uh, this is a this is a game on the schedule. This is um, a game. <laughs> this is this is a game that will be played in Pittsburgh. Uh, all right, this next one will be played too, but it'll be played in Tampa. The Seahawks uh, at the Bucks. The Bucks are I three think it's favorites. in Germany, sir. Oh, it's, you're right. My goodness, yeah. that's the Germany game. <laughs> yeah. I just forgot about that. Okay, so this is going to be, I think, what nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty a.m. something like that. Six thirty um, for me. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's going to be on your. You're yeah, nine thirty Eastern, I think, eight thirty central, yep. six thirty Pacific. Covering all the bases there. Mountain time, it's gonna be seven thirty. Um, but uh, I forgot this is the Germany game, and that makes this one certainly a bit more interesting. Um and yeah, it's I think I got thrown off. We had the weeks there and we yep. played several in a row and now we had the week off and now it's back there. Um anyways, you got a team in the box, my Super Bowl pick that has just not done well. They're coming off a win, but let's be honest. Like for Tom Brady, it was a win. He felt better. The guy was, you know, could take a little exhale a bit, but they didn't look great in that game against the Rams. And uh, meanwhile, the Seahawks have certainly been one of the biggest surprises of the NFL this season, and they've looked really good. <sighs> Dylan, I'm going to hold on to my pick here. I'm going to pick the Bucks. Um, maybe again, maybe all it's going to take is going overseas for the Bucks to turn their season around. I think it's going to be much harder than that, but I'll say they find a way to win this game, but there's no confidence whatsoever. And obviously, since it's in our upsets of the week, you are going to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, I 
the thing is with Tampa, I still, it was not, as you meant, like that game was not a game that anyone deserved to win between them and the Rams. It was just a rock fight with not a lot happening. It was like, it was just who's going to find a way at the end of the game. And the Rams defense is a little soft. Tampa took advantage and got the points at the end. Their defense has been good. But man, I, it's, it's a different team than Seattle than anyone anticipated outside of that building and in that fan base. I think at this point, they're they are legit. They're not just a a fun team. And the, the thing that's really made me come around to them isn't even the offense. We knew the offense was after the first few weeks was like I actually trusted that was going to be consistently good. Um, they only had like one bad performance early in the year against San Francisco when they're just getting things going. It's the defense's turnaround. The last three weeks. They've been incredible. Their DVOA skyrocketed from like 20-something to 12th. Uh, Clint Hurt, their new defense coordinator this year, they brought in Sean Desai, who was the Bears defense coordinator before the new regime came in. He's an assistant on that staff. Uh, they did a great job of evaluating what they're doing and not just sticking. You know, It's something we've heard Rams players talk about. A lot of players of different teams that are struggling this year talk about how frustrated they are with just trying the same thing and that not working over and over again. You have to be a week-to-week team. It's what has made a lot of teams successful. It's a hallmark of all the – a lot of Belichick Super Bowl runs have, have been how they're able to morph that team based on the matchups. And I think we're starting to see Seattle's defense just get the best out of the people they have. I just think they're a more complete team at this point, and I'm excited to see what this defense does. Obviously, the game being in Germany, I think in Munich – uh, does throw off uh, some of the you know it's just you get a little wackiness when you're out of that many time zones and 630 uh, you know the whole body clock thing for the Seattle players compared to Tampa Bay having 930 um, but I just think Seattle's a better team at this point so you know figured well I'm gonna need, need at least one or two uh, upsets here gonna go with Seattle I picked them last week I've in a lot of matchups I'm just gonna probably stick with them because mm. they have good specialty they're you know not that many teams this year are in the top 10 in DVOA in all three uh, phases. They're just outside of it with that 12th ranked defense, but they're right. The only other team that is, is Buffalo off the, uh, and Dallas off the top of uh, just looking at this real quick. Uh, a lot of, some teams have offensive defense, special teams aren't so great, but Seattle's just got all the phases clicking. They're, they're just as good as um, the fifth and overall DVOA and they're expected to finish seventh. They're, they're right there. Um, I do think Tampa's still better than their four and five record because that defense does, uh, had another great game against the Rams. A lot of teams have looked defenses have good look uh, look good against the Rams. To be fair, um, but I just think Seattle's a better team, and I, I trust where they're going a little more at this point. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I again, my confidence in either Super Bowl selection. I really, I don't know, win this year, and it's not looking great so far. Um, all right, to our quick picks, we'll roll through these quickly. Um, we start with the Thursday night game and. Because we're going to roll through quickly, don't get me started filling on the Kyle Pitts fantasy football um, discussion. Uh, Falcons are three-point favorites on the road in Carolina against the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons here. I just, you know, coming off that wild game these two teams played literally two weeks ago, um, I don't think it'll be as crazy uh, as that one was um, with the DJ Moore touchdown and penalty and just so many crazy things felt like happened in that game. Uh, I think this will be a little bit more calm in terms of how it plays out, but Getting Cordero Patterson back last week, they clearly used him a lot. I think that'll be the same thing here. Falcons are going to run the ball, um, and I, I think they find a way to win this one. Yeah, I think Carolina, yeah, they had that. They could have probably should have won that game, like you mentioned, against Atlanta before. They also had that great performance against Tampa Bay. I think they came back to earth a little bit in Cincinnati last week. That's, and- a, that's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> And they're still expected to be the – they are last in overall DVOA. They're expected to stay there. I just think they're not as good of a team as what Atlanta's proven to be. Atlanta's not great, but their offense is 
been pretty consistently solid, even with, as we've talked about before the episode, even without Kyle Pitts being a big part of yes. it. They've found a way to score points. They are running the ball well. They, like you mentioned with Patterson back, now you got a one-two punch. Those guys are going to be fresh at all times. I know, you know, drafting Derek Brown back in, I forget if it was 2020, what year it was, has really been a huge part of Carolina's defensive line resurgence, not being... So uh, at least on the run defense side, they obviously Burns and the pass rush, it was cooking for a while, but adding him has helped that run defense, but I, I still don't think they have enough. They still haven't looked consistently good enough on defense. Even if Atlanta's defense is really bad, uh, I don't know if uh, Carolina has enough uh, weapons and at least a scheme right yet to take advantage of that. I know in the second half, Baker put some points up, but Cincinnati was basically sitting back. Uh, so I'll go with Atlanta. I think they're just a better team, even if the last game barely won. Or, I mean, they won, but it easily could have and probably should have gone Carolina's way. Well, a team whose tight end is putting up fantasy points lately, um, the Lions at the Bears. The Bears, three-point favorites here in this one, and we're talking about the Bears here, not the Lions, because they traded away their tight end for the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Bears, Justin Field show, Cole Komet, like it's just it's all coming together, Dylan everything for the bears right now um feels has been the qb1 in fantasy for the past four weeks or something like that he's got great matchups here moving forward this guy is just doing things left and right um that has kind of given this bears team the boost that it needed and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep rolling with it here i'm gonna go with the bears uh i, I told you i i almost made this my lock of the week but i decided not to because i didn't want to hurt bears fans by doing that because we all know the lions would probably win that game at that point uh i know the lions are coming off the win against the packers but i'll be honest i think that was more about the packers than the lions so i, I think the bears and justin fields and dave montgomery and Khalil herbert and i think they'll they'll be able to put up some points here against this lions team yeah, I was going to look it up, the overrunner in this game, because I do feel like there's a chance it's going to go over. It's probably set pretty high. This is not this Bears defense, as we've seen, isn't the defensive old, yeah. especially after trading away Roquan and Robert Quinn. Um, the overrunner is 48 and a half. I would, mm. I would probably go over. Uh, maybe if this game so. was in Detroit for sure. In Chicago, maybe you get a little bit What's of a weather? messy weather game. We'll find out on what the forecast yeah. is. But um, I, I'm picking the Bears too. It's just they, you know, the Lions. Yes, they beat the Packers, but the Packers have been so just hard to watch their offenses all over the place they still drove down the field and really they don't turn the ball over in the red zone and just even settle for field goals and get conservative or just run the ball a little more uh as they have talked about doing um maybe they end up winning that game uh against the lions i i just think the bears i have a lot of questions about the defense but i'm riding the justin fields train similar to what the Seahawks have done with their defense in terms of being like, all right, this is not working. What do we need to fix? The Bears have unleashed Justin Fields. They're finally playing to his strengths. They're finally letting him utilize his athleticism. They're not so worried about him taking those hits down the field. He's already taken enough hits in the backfield with their offense before. Might as well have him gain yards before he takes those hits. Uh, some of the the runs that he had against the line, or against the Dolphins were just incredible. And I, I just think that even though they lose that game, you know, they had a – a PI that should have been called really obvious one that would have given them a chance to at least tie the game, potentially win there at the end against a really good Dolphins team. I just really like where the bears are going. And I think the Lions, while they had that big win, still not convinced and watch as we say this, all the Lions will probably win this game, but no, I, um, I, I, it's one of the bigger storylines I think for the, for this year and moving forward is, you know, there was a point early in this year where people were like this, you know, it's a new scheme and there's a lot of questions. They got new coaching staff. They didn't draft Justin Fields, all this stuff about 
questions about what the Bears might do. And then suddenly it's in three weeks. Uh, all everyone's like, this is the uh, the next great quarterback. So, I mean, we'll see how long this goes. I hope for Justin's sake they keep stays healthy. I know they still need some more weapons for him. Still don't have the best offensive line, but, man, it's been fun so far. And I don't think the Lions' defense is going to be the one that's going to slow them down. Yeah, it's just wild to think what they look like the first four weeks of the season and what they yeah. look like the last four weeks. It's just uh, such a huge difference. Um, so there you go. We're both on the Bears there. Broncos and the Titans. Uh, speaking of offenses that are perhaps not thrilling, um, you could have two of them here, depending on um, how the Titans decide to play offense if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play, because uh, we know they're not going to throw the ball a lot. Meanwhile, the Broncos coming off a bye. By the way, the Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one. Broncos coming off the bye heard a lot of talk Dylan about how this is going to just reinvigorate this Broncos team I'm not buying it I've I've seen what I've seen this season and again unless there has just been unless they took a trip somewhere just to find some sort of consistency or on offensive play calling or anything I just I haven't seen it I don't think the chemistry's there with this team I know there's some things they can exploit with this Titans defense maybe in the secondary but I just don't have a lot of trust in this Broncos team and even for the Titans if they're even without Ryan Tannehill here. I mean, Malik Willis may throw 10 passes at most. Um, I still think they find a way to beat the Broncos. Yeah, it's not the best matchup for Denver. I know they can stack the box, but they're 20, even though Denver's defense has been fantastic, again, they're the only reason they're sticking in in, in these games and have won a few and still have a, a hope if they can have their offense become mediocre that they can do something. Um, I've talked a lot about how frustrating it has to be for that defense. I've, we've seen the players themselves, but They've been dominant. However, their dominance mostly is through the air. They're 25th in run defense DVOA. That is not what you want to have against Tennessee, and especially uh, even if Willis plays and what he can do running the ball himself in addition to the running backs and what Derrick Henry, the resurgence we've talked about over the course of the season. On the flip side, uh, you know Tennessee's defense not perfect, but they, they stuff the run. Their pass defense has been fine like you mentioned there might be some things they can exploit but I just don't see there's nothing to tell us so far that Denver is going to be able to do that um, with Russell back there or with anyone back there so I'm picking the Titans uh, almost thought of this as a lock just because of the low spread I was like oh they're if they're going to win they're going to probably win by a field goal uh, shied away from it just in case that you know maybe Malik makes some rookie mistakes he, he did at times in that Chiefs game just not look quite ready um, I think the potential yeah. is definitely there you see the flashes but then there's other parts where Get, uh, he's just not seeing the field well. Um, well, but I do think they're going to have a pretty conservative game plan. Unlike the the last game that we just mentioned, this one's over under thirty eight. I would probably take the under. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't. I see this being just run like Tennessee dominating time of possession. I see some three and outs for the Broncos. I I don't know. I just think the Titans are a better team, so I'm going to pick them. Uh, and I don't. The spread seems a little bit. I don't know. Maybe some of the people on betting on these games still have some faith in what Denver can do. And I do think it, they do have a really good defense. And it's just like, first to three, ah, they could be so good. It's first to three. First to so three is winning this one. Like, first whoever scores three. three points, game over. Like, this first is a three ten, to two I'll game. Say. So, um, <laughs> this this is a three to two game, I think, if, if Ryan Daniel doesn't play. Um, and even if he does play, it may be three to two. So, uh, yeah, that that's my advice on this one. All right. There Texans at the Giants. Here's another one that. I think is sneaky bad game. Maybe uh, the Texans are on the road. Uh, Giants are five point favorites in this one. I just, you know, the Texans, as we said, I mean, they're a team that we know is still a long way away from where they want to be. Um, Giants coming off a bye, rested up here. 
I just think they take care of business. I I don't love you know again this one this was a hard game like from a spread standpoint to figure out because I do think the Texans could you know make this one yeah. I don't know what the right verb is just ugly like just you know maybe try to find a way to to do some things defensively but uh, I just yeah I'm not picking against the Giants here. No, I the Giants they did lose in Seattle. That's a tough place to play, and we talked about the the de- defense for the Seattle has really turned it around. That is not the case with this Houston team that is ranking towards the bottom in both offense and defensive DVOA. Uh, they've been especially bad on defense against the run, the worst run defense in the league. That is not, a, again, a good formula when you're playing this Giants team that uh, similar to Minnesota where you're like, all right, how good are they really in terms of their de- uh, record and all their uh, advanced stats and just, just watching the games. They've beaten some, barely beaten some bad teams. They've barely beaten some good teams too. Just a lot of close games overall for the Giants. And that's why the spread, like you mentioned, is a little scary here. But I still think the Giants are a significantly better football team um, at this point. Uh, probably going to make the, probably the way the NFC is shaping up, potentially cruise into a playoff spot uh, with some of the, the remaining games they have. So I'll go with the Giants here. They do have to play the Eagles, I think, twice. But uh, I think they get right, uh, you know, coming off this one after that Seattle game in their last time. Uh, out there i think they come back and probably put a punishment on houston but like you said maybe that back maybe a backdoor cover is in play here yeah we'll see we'll see how it plays out uh colts at the raiders boy here's another game man that's here's another game where it's just like my here's goodness a um here's a here's a game that's going to be played the colts of the raiders uh six point favorites the raiders in vegas um my guess is the raiders get up 17 nothing here and this game goes down to the wire and goes to overtime um i say that half jokingly the raiders cannot hold a lead for anything um, Colts though, new head coach. I mean, they've got a they've got a team that doesn't have a guy that's called plays before. Um, I know this Raiders defense is bad. I get it, but really bad. <laughs> it's just like this is one of those things where it's like, yes, they're bad, but they're playing a team that I have zero faith in offensively. Um, and even if Jonathan Taylor plays, I don't care. I, I still think I'm picking the Raiders in this one. I just don't think that changes a whole lot. Colts are clearly a team that are in transition after firing Frank Reich. Jeff Saturday stepping in. Again, they've got somebody calling plays who hasn't called plays before. I just – I'm going to – surely the Raiders have to win this game, right? I – they should. <laughs> they but, should. Uh, and I'm picking them. Um, man, they the may not. stuff. They may not. They are They are still been uh, – like you said, they've blown three 17-point leads. Yeah. It's been – Again, and they're cut. They cut Jonathan Abram. We knew that this new regime, and I think it's going to take time. And I've tried to have a lot of friends that are Raider fans, uh, and I talk, and they talked to me about him. I'm like this, this wasn't going to be pretty immediately because the drafting under Mayock and Gruden was so brutal, and it wasn't always just that the players themselves were bad. It was just bad evaluation of the value and where they might fall in the draft. And some of these guys, have, you're just seeing all of them dropping off left and right. It's going to take time for them to get this roster where it needs to be, especially with some of the higher contracts they have. But, but besides that, we're talking about the Colts with <laughs> Jeff Saturday. That was not something I expected to see, obviously. I don't think even Jeff Saturday expected to see. I believe the uh, the quote from Jim Irsay during this press conference was along the lines of, we, we felt lucky that he was available. And then Jeff Saturday later said something along the lines of, why are you considering me for this? <laughs> like, actually admitted that, That's which great. is just perfect for, and now you're talking about Optimism. yeah, new play calling for an offense that is ranking last in DVOA against a Raider defense, which is like ranking last in DVOA. This is like the opposite of chiefs offense facing the Cowboys defense at this point. It's 
that 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 matchup on that side I'm so curious to watch it because it could just go in any direction I have no idea what to expect when they have the ball but I think the Raiders offense is good enough I, I am saying that after they only two weeks after they got shut out in New Orleans but they are at home I think that I am picking the Raiders just because at least they have stable coaching if they don't have a lot of stability with the overall roster. Whereas, and I do think Indianapolis's defense is still pretty dang good. Um, that's one one thing they've got right this year. That again, not maybe not to the lines of Denver, where it felt like if they had a, a really top end defense, they could be really good, and they haven't been. I thought that if the Colts would cruise their division title if you told me their defense is ranked eleventh. DVOA at this point in this division, but here we are. Um, and I'll, I think at this point, the Raiders just have this much more trust in them than uh, Indianapolis because God, I have no idea what to expect. I think they even said Jeff Saturday went like three and seven in his last high school football coaching season. Obviously, very different uh, setup there, but man, it's it's crazy to come into the situation and immediately expect uh, results. We'll find out though. Maybe, maybe he's the perfect man for the job. <laughs> well. Uh, we'll see from one game of struggling offenses to yet another game with a struggling offense uh cardinals at the rams um this one's going to hit close to home for the dylan here the rams are three-point favorites in this game um man another game where i just like (laughs) i i expect this to be good but like i the rams are just not they don't give you a lot of confidence right now in what we could see here i'm gonna pick them Dylan, but this is like I'm getting to the point with the Rams, which again we you and I talked before we started recording. To think that the Rams, Bucks, and Packers are where they are right now is just a truly incredible thing. Um, I think they find a way to figure it out here to beat the Cardinals because they've kind of had the Cardinals number, and I, I've said I mean I, they've kind of had the Andre Hopkins number too in terms of being able to hold him down. Uh, but that confidence in the Rams just goes down and down by the week now. Yeah, they didn't have to face him that first matchup this year. But, yeah, he, he struggled last year. The Rams have, since Sean McVay's gotten there, only have lost one time to the Cardinals. It was like week three or four last year. Um, obviously a different Cardinals team at that point than this offense that's ranking 30th in DVOA. That is insane. Like with Kyler and the weapons they have, I knew we had questions about the offensive line. And obviously that takes a lot into account what they were before Hopkins came back and some of the good things he's been able to do. But they're still not a good team. It's two bad teams. And I think there's only one unit that's actually been solid on either team. And that's the Rams defense. Uh, they've been pretty dang good over the course of the year, um, ranking similarly to where they did last year. Really, um, they, they're not the problem. It is the offense. The offensive line is really banged up, but it was already bad before that. It's gotten more banged up. Uh, it's just... It's just the fit with Al Robinson has not worked anywhere close to where we thought it might go into the year. Van Jefferson coming back, uh, they, you know, had a big drop in the game against the Bucks. still acclimating him back in to help stretch the field a bit. I do think that Arizona, as you mentioned, I, I had the Cardinals at first, but I was like, man, they're bad too. And the Rams have had their number. So I flipped it to the Rams. I don't feel good about this game. It's not a game I'm looking forward to, to watching, to be honest, as a Rams fan. It's not going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, even last week, I did not look forward to that Tampa game, and sure enough, it lived basically exactly up to what I expected um, for it to how it to uh, play out. I don't know if the Cardinals have that that clutch gene that Tom Brady does though, to, to make him pay at the end of the game. And I just think the Rams' offense did enough against Arizona the first matchup. Could have even scored more. It's the one defense that's actually made them look pretty good. So maybe this is a game where the Rams put up some points finally. Uh, but I, you know, what it actually means for anything, I mean, this it's just these two teams really illustrate the downfall of this division in terms of being a dominant power. Um, I mentioned it was the best division in the in the league for a couple of years there, along with maybe the AFC North, and now. 
not even close because these two teams are just uh, they've gone from teams you don't want to see in their schedule especially when Kyler was hot but obviously the Rams winning the Super Bowl last year to now you look at the them on your schedule like oh man we can easily uh, cause all sorts of problems for that offense even if we don't if we just don't turn the ball over against our defense we'll probably win that's the formula right now yeah well hey look another struggling offense coming up next uh the Cowboys not them Five-point favorites on the road uh, at the Packers, who, like we just said, uh, grouping them in together with the Bucks and the Rams in terms of where they're at right now. Um, you know, it's one of those games you really think about, and you're like, you know, man, this has got to be it for the Packers, right? Like, they finally turned it around. I would have said that, Dylan, had they not lost to the Lions last week and not been able to put up points against that defense. And now you're telling me I'm supposed to be confident that they're going to put up points against this Cowboys defense? I don't think so. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys here. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is out. I don't know what Aaron Jones, I'm not sure, haven't seen. I know he had an injury. I don't know what the status yeah, is necessarily. Sure. Um, but either way, right? Like, I, I don't, I have, if we're, if we can only take what we've seen to this point, there is very little to make me believe that the Packers offense is going to be able to do what they can, you know, they can put up points against this Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense has been so good. And I don't care where this game's played out. You can play this game on Pluto. And it's like, I, I'm still giving the edge to the Cowboys defense here. Um, so I'm going to – five points, that's that's one that may – you know, again, I think you probably expect this to be like a, you know, one, two-point spread maybe in favor of yeah. either team, probably if we'd have said this two months ago. But now I'm not that stunned by the Cowboys being this, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised if this went up a little bit because I, I just think the Cowboys are probably the better pick here. Yeah, I think Dallas is just a significantly better team. I think they're the uh, right there with the nine uh, – I know maybe the Niners aren't – my mind's still right in the level of Philly and Dallas, but maybe those are Minnesota and kind of a tier below. But maybe those are the top three teams. I think Dallas is right there because their defense is the you know one of the biggest stories of the year. Again, was keeping Dan Quinn. A lot of teams looked at him and just ended up staying in Dallas. And this defense has just gotten better from last year. They were great last year. They've gotten better, uh, which is not something I necessarily expected to happen. But uh, their defensive line is mauling people. Micah Parsons. And probably at this point, I, you know, it's tough to say with uh, without some of the help that Aaron Donald had on the defensive line. But right now, given his age, especially probably the number one defender you'd want on your football team. Uh, he's been just insane. And the thing with Dallas's offense, they've gotten better. They've, they've trended up. They're still not perfect passing the ball, but they've run the ball pretty well. We've talked, we've chronicled the, the issues on the ground with the run defense for the Packers. They're second worst, as I would not worse than I thought initially. Um, man. It's just not a good matchup. I know the game's in Green Bay, but Dallas is just a better football team, um, and I just don't see the Packers having the avenues to take advantage of this. This isn't the the team like Detroit where you feel like, all right, we can get a, they can get it back in the win column here. They run the ball and, and, and not turn it over, and they end up doing those things, and Dallas is a team that forces a ton of turnovers. Man, it's just not – like you said, I, I still don't know what the five-point spread – Feels like Green Bay can maybe keep it close if if their defense has a better performance. But again, I, I just see if Dallas sticks to the run game, if they get an early lead, especially I, I Green Bay, if they, Green Bay wants to win this game, they're going to have to jump out quick because that, this is not a team you want to try to come back against with how that defense is constructed. Uh, so yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. And real quick on our last pick, I don't know if you want to change it. I'm going to keep the Rams, but I got a notification literally as you started talking about the Cowboys Packer game that Stafford is in concussion protocol. And oh, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be cleared before Sunday, so it is Wednesday as we're recording Wednesday afternoon, so it's a chance. Mm. But all right, man, we'll just use we'll use the caveat: if Stafford doesn't play, I'm picking the Cardinals. If he if he does play, I'm picking the Rams. I mean, that's that's pretty simple enough, Perfect. right? Like that's <laughs> I'll stick I with think the Rams that's easy. just for that. Yeah, bit, but uh, let's let's stick with that for now. But if he doesn't play, 
Who who's in there? It's gonna be um John Walford. That's it. Walford's still there. Um yeah. He so, has a W against the Cardinals that won the division in twenty well, or not that won the is true. clinched the playoff spot in twenty twenty. Yeah, well, if Stafford doesn't play, I'm picking the Cardinals. Um sorry yeah. to Mr. John Walford, but um I'm still gonna pick the, the Rams if he does play, but if he doesn't, I'll go Cardinals. Um all right, this next game I don't yeah, I think this is a pretty straightforward biggest spread on the board. Last one of the group, uh, Commanders at the Eagles. Eagles, 11-point favorites in Philly. Um, yeah, this is a, a no-brainer to me. I, honestly, I may have should have even considered this as a betting lock of the Eagles' 11-point <laughs> favorites. I just think that they're they're that good. And what was it, Dylan? These two teams played – when was it? i got to look this up real Not quick. Not long ago. Not long ago. Yeah, we're starting to get into some of those games where teams just played uh, recently. Not a little while ago, actually. Was it? Where, I, what was the score? I, why can't I find 24 it? 24-8. Right? 24-8. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think this one is uh, simply just a simple pick for the Eagles here. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles too. They've I, The spread only scares me because of what we just saw um, in that game against Houston. What we've just overall, the Eagles get these big leads and they kind of cruise in the second half. Um, so I could see that happening again. Washington's looked better than they did early in the season with Heineke in there. They easily could have won that game against the Vikings. Special teams have been good. Their defense isn't bad. It's uh, middle of the pack, but their offense is still overall a problem. And I just, against Philly's defense, I don't see a, a crack that they're going to be able to utilize maybe uh, for fantasy owners of Washington running backs. Maybe it's a little bit of a promising thing that Philly's run defense is still not been great. It's 27th in, uh, in that avenue. They're second in uh, pass defense. So another game where if Washington wants to have a chance, they're going to have to get a lead. I just don't see it happening. I, I know that uh, I mentioned that the defense for Washington hasn't been bad. Uh, maybe for some of the running th- uh, times where we've seen Philadelphia run the ball a ton, I don't know if Washington's the defense you're going to be able to do that against, but you can definitely pass on them. And we've seen this year Philadelphia, unlike last year, where it was just like they – it was great coaching by Sirianni and that staff. They you realized they weren't going to be able to throw the ball. They realized they had to change their whole offense with Jalen Hurts, and they did, and they became really good in the second half of the year. This year, as everyone knows, Jalen Hurts is up there with some of the best quarterbacks in the league, some of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league, and they are just so balanced. Um, and they can, depending on their opponent's weaknesses, they can really form their game plan around that. I think that's what happens here. Maybe if you, maybe you'll get a little love for some of the not not just AJ Brown and I know Dallas Goddard just had a big game. Maybe Devontae Smith will go off in this one too. Yeah. But um, I think Philly's just a significantly better team. That the pick just the spread was a little too high for me to to pick that one. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the Eagles to win. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there are picks for. Well, it looks like a thrilling week 10 in the NFL. Uh, we, we know how this works. We say this in some of these slates. We're like, oh, it's going to be brutal uh, with some of these matchups. But we know how it works. Like, you watch the it's red so zone. Yeah. There will be good stuff. Like, Panthers, Panthers, or Panthers, Panthers and Falcons will probably play another wild game. Like, those kind of things. That's just yep. what you expect now. So, should be a lot of fun. Um, so, Dylan, um, let everybody know where they can find everything at Clutch Points to get them ready for week 10 in the NFL. Yeah, you can follow all the games in the Clutch Points app. You can go to our new – we have a new site design. Um, still some things being worked out, but if you go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section, there at the top. Still all the, all the NFL stuff will be there. Um, our, our older pages with more fantasy stats, if you go to clutchpoints.com slash sports slash NFL, you can still find those things right now. Um, yeah, lots of stuff coming out, lots of predictions. We'll have all our uh, – not just – looking at the, the X's and O matchups, but also betting predictions. All this will be coming out. If you go to the betting section uh, at the top of clutchpoints.com or the NFL section, you can find all that good stuff. And 
yeah, it should be another fun week. No more, no more MLB, obviously, but you can follow NBA games in the Clutch Points app. Try to get some things going for uh, when we get to the college football playoff and stuff like that in there too. So lots of good stuff going on at Clutch Points. Yep, check it out there. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.